1: Thanks for joining us. This is Unity Online Radio, the voice of an awakening world. This one is called The Plants. Take eight. Welcome to Funniest Thing with Daryl and Ed, the best looking guys on the radio.
2: Welcome to The Funniest Thing. Yes. Where each week we share stories about how stepping out boldly always leads to better than expected outcomes. That's right. I'm Daryl. And I'm Ed wearing reading glasses. And we are broadcasting live from middle school studios in downtown Culver City, the heart of Screenland. What's I used to say? Hooah. Well, you know what's great about the heart of Screenland. You know how, what? You know how all these Hollywood stars have all these elaborate, peculiar perks in their contracts. Right. And then when something comes up that they don't like, you know know what they say? Ah,
3: man, they stick it right to them. What do they say?
2: That's not in my contract. That is correct. And today's show is called That's
3: Not In Your Contract with Christina Robom. It, It is made abundantly clear throughout the Bible and other sacred texts that we have a covenant, a divine contract with God in it. We are promised unlimited health, happiness, love, success, prosperity, and money. When our thoughts are in alignment with these affirmative promises, we're keeping up our end of the contract and we continuously receive as promised. Any thinking to the contrary is not in our contract and interrupts the flow. On this episode, Daryl and Ed encourage listeners to accept their divine inheritance now by remembering all the perks in their contract and during the second segment, Soul sister Christina Robom joins us from Utah to read and discuss the fine print in today's daily word, zest. Zest. Oh my gosh. All right. Are we going to jump right in with these three breaths? Yeah, this is sometimes, usually when things are not, the time, of things that we're talking about are not in our contract, they're in the form of... Fears, doubts, worries, limiting thoughts oh. floating around, often maybe being expressed as if they're the gospel truth, and it's easy to get sucked in, or maybe feel like, oh, I can't be silly and admit that I still have faith, or I have, I know everything's going to work out. That's the way I experience it at work sometimes, when people are like, you know, basically talking like the kid has no, there's no hope for the kid, or there's no hope oh! for our school, or whatever it is. But this little get, this little trick. Or this little affirmation, which we got from Reverend Ike, by the way, really helps.
2: Yeah, you know what? Now that you read that, this is going to—I mean, now that you read that, now that you <laughs> said that, this makes sense. What you just said about others and, and the general thought atmosphere of some places, or the news—right? Sometimes we forget what's in our contract. We're going full Marianne Williamson. Just two sentences. Two sentences from "A Year in Miracles." A year in miracles. This is uh, day three twenty-four. And it says, love is the power of God, and miracles occur naturally as expressions of love. Today, I will not allow cynicism. Now, that doesn't just mean for me. Right. I wrote, I will not allow cynicism of others right. to blind me to right. the infinite possibilities right. God provides. And just for our folks, I, I wrote down, because I knew what we were going to be talking about today. Right. So just a simple definition of a contract, because this... Covenant that's throughout the Bible talked about, and it could a covenant just means a contract, right? A, a divine one. So, really, co- that means
3: it's a principle like yeah, you can a, rely on.
2: Yeah, you can't break it. We're in a covenant, and it's a contract. And here's a definition I wrote for myself just a short one. What a simple definition of a contract. And it's agreement between two parties in which they each promise to give an agreed-upon something they have in exchange for an agreed-upon something the other has to offer. Yes. And that is the best news about this contract, our divine contract, because we're promised from God— Right, the promise of the universe, the promise of life. The principle is as follows: Yes, you will receive health, happiness, and more than you need, and the desires of your heart. Right, as long as you keep up your end of the contract. And you know, hearing that as a child, you know, you got to do your part. You know, you're not going to get your rewards in heaven. Right, and it kind of made it sound like I better be a good boy. But that is such an awful way to look at it, because right. in reality, and when you read these Bible stories now, esoterically, and you get the underlying spiritual and psychological meaning, it's clear right. that we are entitled to our divine inheritance now. Right. Everything we could possibly desire is available now. Right. And in order to get it, it's simple. Keep up our end of the contract, and our end of the contract is actually something so wonderful to keep up, and it simply is to keep on joyfully expecting we're going to be receiving our desires of the heart, and we're always going to be provided for. So anything unlike those loving thoughts of good and health and beauty and joy And your desire coming true is not in your contract.
3: That's right. So
2: that's why it's been so helpful for me and Ed these past few weeks, because as soon as the thought goes, I don't know about this, or discouraging myself, saying discouraging things to myself. That's not in my contract. That's and it helps right. me snap out of it. That's right. I have to read this since
3: you read Marianne. A- Alan Cohen said it this way on November 14th.
2: Wait, no. Mind you, folks, these were the two we decided just five minutes ago we weren't going to read.
3: <laughs> that's right. That's right. But the, the course in Mir- there's a quote from Course in Miracles. This book is called A Deep Breath of Life by Alan Cohen. It's a daily reader. November 14th. It's called Must Be Some Mistake. Miracles are examples of right thinking, aligning your perception with truth as God created it. A Course in Miracles. So, um, A Course in Miracles reminds us that miracles are natural. When they do not occur, something has gone wrong. The laws of miracles reverse the laws of the world, which tell us that it is natural for life not to work. And when it does, it's an exception. But the universe was designed to work, and in spite, in spite of appearances, it does All of life, from the tiniest amoeba to trillions of stars, planets, and galaxies, operate with clockwork precision. Surely there's an intelligent force with an unfathomably creative mind and loving heart behind such magnificent perfection. Success, harmony, and happiness are not mistakes. They are our natural state. When we remember that love is who we are, miracles occur continuously. And it says, I'm safe because
2: love is the only reality. So the key to keeping up our end of the contract, simply put, is to believe in miracles for ourselves and for others. When we're not doing that, we're not keeping up our end of the contract. And it's easy to tell because when I'm believing in miracles, I feel great.
3: Right. When I'm not,
2: it doesn't feel good. And that's perfect for our three breaths to drive this home. Correct. Go ahead. Well, from... A wonderful, uh, what would you call that?
3: Well, I would say it's a very comforting beverage for the soul. It is. Hot chocolate was the name of the people who penned this, the band. The gurus. The gurus. Gudus. And so let's take a deep breath right now to clear our minds. Oh, yeah, I forgot to say. This is just like saying this is not in my contract. You can say this to yourself. I was telling my yes. friend Jamie about what the show was about right before I came here. And he was – and then we agreed. This is not – like say – you don't say this is not in my contract out loud to other people. No, no. It's to them. And Wave
2: your finger. Right. <laughs> no.
3: This is something we remind ourselves on the inside and then we feel – because when we get in the harmony with God, when we get in harmony with the truth, it doesn't matter who else thinks what. Life will show us the good and bring us yes. the good that we oh, need. And I got I'm a great so story excited. about that. Me too. Okay, let's take a breath. Uh, yeah. I believe in miracles. You sexy thing.
2: Ah, <laughs> I believe in miracles. You sexy thing. Ah, I believe in miracles. You sex a
3: I just realized you could say that one out loud I to know. someone because, and then look him in the eye and say, I believe in miracles, you, <laughs> you sexy, sexy thing. thing. And that, or <laughs> say it to yourself if you can catch your reflection. But Yes. I'll tell you in two seconds what happened at work this week that goes right with this. So Perfect. Because I was doing this. is not in my contract.
2: It's amazing, this tool. Yeah.
3: So there's a kid. Um, I'm not going to say his name, but he, uh, he's been getting into a lot of things with adults. He kind of rubs a lot of the adults wrong. He's got a very... Uh, demonstrative way of expressing himself. He'll let you know if he doesn't agree or if he feels slighted, and some, you know he, he gets into a lot of different things. And anyway, this whole thing happened the day before, where it looked like well, he, he kind of put his knee out when a kid ran by, and the the guy fell, and there's a whole bunch of other things that really looked like this kid was just this bad guy who picked on a kid younger than him, and this and that, right? And I was blessing it because I've learned lately. To just you can I can't buy into that the world is over because these little things are happening with these children. Like if I do that, I'm not doing my job as God's. I'm not doing my job as a teacher or as God's ambassador of love. So that day, because the middle of the night that before this happened, I was I I got I woke up and God like showed me a whole different perspective of this kid's day that wasn't he's a bad kid and it was I saw where all these misunderstandings occur. Of course, he did did a few things in there as well, but. It wasn't the way the adults who were like all wound up and they forgot what their contract is, you know, like their divine contract. So I had this like clear idea of what really happened and uh, which actually ended up turning out to be true. He told me something the next day that without me even asking, but I came in with this attitude and this knowing and he came to me and he told me something that had happened before school where the kid who looked like he was picking on had actually started it with him.
2: Ah. Right.
3: So there was this whole other side of it. So a anywhere, misunderstanding. A misunderstanding. So this day I came in and I'm like, I'm not going to buy into all this like fervor over this kid. That's not my job.
2: That's like the Miriam Williamson. You're not going to buy into the cynicism of others. Yeah. So I'm going to affirm the good. So yes. I walk
3: into school and I see something's going on with that kid and there's adults and there's, you can see they're stressed and they're <laughs> right. mad. But instead of walking toward that, because I was like, "That's not in my contract." But yes, involving myself in that, like, and I said, "You know, they're all already involved. If I need to hear anything, I will." Right? Yes. They'll, they'll let me know. Instead, I walk over, just doing what I always do. We call it school marming. I say hello to all the kids, fist bombs, houses. I, I know right. so many kids just because they talk to me. I talk to them. I know how this is going. And the day before, one other thing had happened. This kid, I had a little writing journal activity said, write about something interesting that happened in your day. And one of the kids wrote that his dog had a health problem, like pretty serious-sounding health problem. One of the lungs was having an issue, the liver, this and that. And so another kid who has this kind of cynical kind of sense of humor but is also a really sensitive person goes, they might have to put the dog down. And he said it without not very compassionately. He was because, you know, like they're fifth grade. They're kind of like their guards up, so they're trying to look cool. He said it. But then all of a sudden, the kid whose dog um, was was Sick, not well yeah. started crying when those words hit him, and I realized like, okay, I have to get into this like loving place. Yeah. So all of a sudden, this thing this is not what I thought this activity was going to be, right? And, right. I, and I told him, and I kind of took the sting off of Matthew. I said, I understand why you know, one of the kids why, that who said you're going they're going to put a dog. Down. I said. I hear you, and whatever's going to happen, I told the other kid we 're all here with you. you could talk about it with us you know i didn 't try to oh no, that would never would never happen or whatever or but, yell at
2: the kid yeah, who made the comment because that makes it more real exactly, so
3: I brought love to the situation and I, and I told my friend uh, I took him aside i said look i 'm going to be praying and affirming the best for rusty that 's the yes, best thing. so I went away. And part of me felt a little guilty. I had to forgive myself, thinking, "Why right. did I bring? Like, was it you know? I brought this up and I wasn't prepared." Yeah. So, this, the the what happened with this the other day? I turned away from this stress and like blaming this kid and getting involved in that. It's not in my contract. I walk over and I see the kid whose dog had been Impel- ill. Yeah. He comes up to me and he goes, "The doctor realized." That he misses, you know, like misdiagnosed. Rusty, Rusty's home. He's doing great. Wow! And we just hugged each other and jumped, like jumped up and down. Wow! I said, this is the greatest news. And I got all these goosebumps. And yeah, like, he and I had have had a little bit of tension in our relationship, but since then, healed. now we're just—it's all healed, and we're like family. And that, that was in my contract because I yes. walked away from the thing that didn't feel good, and I trusted everyone else to do their job. I don't have to save everyone. I'm going to go with the flow of what feels good for me. Yes. And boom, my whole day started out. And not only did it start out, but it just flowed in this amazing way because of that.
2: This is actually a perfect lead up to read some of the fine print in our contract. Yes. These are from Catherine Ponder. So if you're wondering about some of the fine print in this contract, don't worry, folks. It's all in your favor. Right. And remember, like contract,
3: uh, what was the word? Covenant? Covenant. These are sort of like. Uh, metaphorical, analogous yes. things that we create to help us relate yes. to these things that truly are principles. Yes. They're active principles that, that they can't really be violated. They can, um, we can reap we, we, what we sow based on how we interact with our reality, how we think, but these things are principles. And they
2: work. It's right. already helping me. I'm going to share. Right. I can't just, wait to hear it. Okay. But let's read some of the fine print. And this is, if you want to know what these are, these are two little pamphlets from Catherine Ponder. You can request them from Catherine Ponder. Just look her up online. This is called Step Up Your Good Through Thanksgiving. You can step up your good through Thanksgiving. Why? This is in your contract. Because the deliberate act of thanks liberates certain potent energies of mind and body that are not otherwise released. Ooh. Through praise and thanksgiving, you can activate the dynamic powers of the subconscious and superconscious phases of your mind. Yes. Which then act speedily in your behalf. Yes. It is possible through the deliberate act of thanksgiving to completely transform your life. Yes, thanksgiving is your miracle power for prosperity yes. and increased blessings on all levels of life. Two things. Right before the show started, Ed and I were in the um, green room. In the green room. Prepping. Prepping. And I got a call from uh, my wife, Lori, who is all excited to go for a nice long walk down to uh, downtown Culver City with Gidget, our dog. And she calls, she goes, I tweaked my back. And my Mm. heart sank because we all know what that is. And she goes, yeah, I just got up and I felt that. And I know that feeling where it feels like a little electrical jolt.
3: Right, right.
2: So I started to feel like that feeling of, oh, I got to take responsibility for this and I got to make it back. You know how that happens subconsciously? And it's heavy. And that's not in my contract. Well, you're not being very caring. No, that is caring. I had to delete those thoughts. Right. Reassure her with all the good news I know about this. Right, and right. then during the show, when we, when I realized, and I it came to the conclusion that believing in miracles is in my contract. Yes, all of a sudden, the thought of Lori came up again, and no, my contract is to believe her bat, her twinged back, which hurts right now. Yes, and pretty bad. She had to cancel a photo shoot right at that call, but right now I'm switching it to. I believe in the miracle that Lori's back can loosen up miraculously. Yes. And it made me feel empowered. Right, right. And and thanking God for it, like in my mind, oh, thank you, God, for loosening up the back. Yes, So I read this Catherine Ponder, Step Up Your Good Through Thanksgiving. On Thursday morning, I had a early morning post-op VA appointment. Oh, yeah. And, uh, you know, I had my alarm set for 6.30 because it was... Like I had to be there at nine. Right, right. Which means eight forty five, and I wasn't sure what the traffic was gonna be like. I'm in we're in Los Angeles, folks. Sure. So uh I woke up at five, like kind of woke up on my own at five forty five. Right, right. And I said, Well, I'm awake, might as well just get up now. And right. I did my morning routine and then in the morning routine was step up your good through Thanksgiving. What mm. I just read. Right. Because thoughts of, oh, there's going to be traffic, I'm going to be there a long time, you know, in the waiting room, like all these natural, cynical ideas that aren't in my contract. So I go, that's not in my contract. Right. And then I read this, and I started going, oh, thank you for a great time. Thank you for a nice, easy drive. Yes. Wow, thank you. This this is going to turn out better than expected. Right. This stuff works. I end up getting on the road in Los Angeles- at um eight o'clock mm-hmm. and I was at my appointment by eight thirty. Wow, which was remarkable for the direction I was headed mm-hmm. and the distance I had to go. That's why I gave myself an hour. I'm there at eight thirty mm-hmm. s- walking into the uh the room where I need to go right I check in I'm the first one there. I check in. And I turn around to sit down, and now there's a line. And in the line is this big old guy with, uh, you know, he had his throat worked on, so he had one of those things you'd talk, you know right, what I mean? Right, 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 So he obviously had something that happened. He had a Coast Guard hat on. So I go, oh, my God, you were in the Coast Guard? And he lit up and goes, oh, yeah. You know, this big black guy. Uh-huh. Oh, they're probably, you know, would be my dad's age. you know right, So right. I was. And I said, me too. He goes, no way. I said, I know. I said, I've never, I rarely ever bump into someone who goes, me neither. So we, I was so high. So this is like miracle one. right? Now I, I go into the restroom, I come out, mm-hmm. I sit down next across from, his name's Walter. He was in Vietnam and then he became a commissioned officer after that during right. the time I was in. right. So we're chatting, all of a sudden another tall guy sits to my right, who's in between our ages, right. and he goes, you were, I was in the Coast Guard, too. And we're all like, no way. <laughs> we were all so high right. on that idea. And then I told him this. I said, you know, right before I met you guys, I was walking down the hall, and there was a guy, an older guy, you know, probably another, like, Vietnam guy, right, you know, good look, you know, regular guy. I mean, these aren't decrepit people. I don't want to give this impression, that, you know, that these are all people on walkers right, and everything. Right, these right. are like – they're alive inside. Yeah,
3: it's just – that's where they go to the doctor. Yeah, yeah.
2: So uh, this other guy, you know, that age, is walking towards me with a nice navy blue sweatshirt uh-huh. and just with clean, beautiful letters. Nothing fancy like in Helvetica font, if you know what that is. It was just navy. And I thought, why don't they have a simple – sweatshirt or like that for Coast Guard, right, you know? Right, right. And I I told those guys, I go, I had that thought right before I met the two of you. And then, of course, they both started laughing. They go, yeah, there's, there's very little or no uh, Coast Guard uh, right. paraphernalia. Yes. And man, this stuff is incredible. Just experiment with it. I mean, like today I've been experimenting with it because yes. Ed and I got a big talk tomorrow and... You know, some disappointing things occurred over the past few days uh, at the at the Unity, yeah, yeah, at the Unity Church during the meditation. Not
3: surprising, but yeah.
2: So uh, you know, I've really (laughs) had to remember, remind myself, what's not in my contract, right? Like any thoughts of ill will, malice, or screw it, screw it. I'm just gonna quit, right? You know, anytime I'm discouraging myself or thinking of others. In that way, yeah. Or I'm going to get even. That's not in my contract, right? That's not in my contract. Yeah. And man, it really helps me shift quicker.
3: Yeah, we have to shift frequencies. I had a friend, I was a teacher friend, that's like been going through some stuff at work and like doing her best to stay out of the fear, doubt, and worry. But like many, many of us, she has these habits of that, and so she's been meeting with like the higher ups and the some union thing, and she found out she might be being reassigned. Right? And she texted me. Because I I often will send in a prayer and it was like, see, I told you that you you know that things that this is not turning out good. I go, first of all, I said this is probably you're you're moving in the direction of your good. God God is moving, but then I then I thought about it, I go, wait, I've been reassigned twice, yes, in two years, yes. and I was like, you, I said you texted the the perfect person. I said yes. I'm an expert in the area, but what was funny is I thought I was saying I was positive stuff, and then. In her mind, because she was still a bit on that frequency, she's yes. like, I'm so sorry to hear that you're going through so much. I said, I'm not. That's right. the point. Yeah. <laughs> I said, that every reassignment has turned out
2: to be, a to blessing, be yeah.
3: such a blessing. I said, I can't wait to hear the good that comes out if you are, end up being reassigned. But the but the reason I mentioned that is we have to shift the frequency of our thinking. Yes. Otherwise, even the good sounds like it's not good.
2: And here's the thing, folks. When you're in that high, like when you were jumping up and down with the kid – Right. You know, in that joy. And I was so high with these two other guys in the Coast Guard. Yes. Things really, miracles start like going boom, 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 like really dominoes. Do. Because yeah. not only did I have such a quick, fun time with them, my appointment was at nine, remember? Yeah. Right after we started joking about no Coast Guard paraphernalia. They called my name. I saw the doctor. The doctor said, wow, you really have uh, exceptional healing properties. This looks amazing. Wow! And the doctor even said, did I do that? And and I go, yeah, you did a good job. He goes, no, I didn't. This was all you.
3: Wow. I
2: go walking out. I say goodbye to Walter and um, David. That was the other guy's name. Yes. I was in my car at 905 that's amazing this is crazy
3: well here's a quick reading from prosperity now by Mary Catherine McDougal go to darrelland.com there's a reading list you can order the books they are uh, we don't make money off it but you can add it to your collection she says it seems we are reluctant to be free from worries we cast out one negative attitude and we let in another frequently when we start to demonstrate prosperity in our lives we have a new concern we question, is this real? Is this really happening to me? Will it last? If our inheritance of God, of good is from God, it has to be permanent and it has to be real. And of course, it is for us, for are we not his sons and daughters? A happy prayer can help us believe this all through our thinking and feeling nature. Here's the prayer. Nothing is too good to be true for me. Nothing too good to happen to me and for me. Nothing. Nothing is too good to last for me. Thank you, Father, that this is so. Thank you for lasting good. All right, coming up next, soul sister Christina Robom joins us to read and discuss the fine print in today's Daily Word Zest. Thank you for listening to Funniest Thing on Unity Online Radio.
1: You're listening to Funniest Thing with Daryl and Ed, the best-looking guys on the radio. If you have a question or comment about today's show, or if you'd like to join in the discussion, friend us on Facebook at Funniest Thing with Daryl and Ed, or email us at thing at unityonlineradio.org. Now, back to Funniest Thing.
2: Welcome back to the second segment of today's episode of Funniest Thing. That's not in your contract with Christina Robom. Yes. We got a few
3: quick readings here. One is from Ernest Holmes. And oddly enough, the other night, right before the other morning, yesterday morning, right before I woke up, the day before I've been thinking about owning homes and like opening my mind to, I could be one of those people who own like you. You yeah. have multiple properties. I, and I was thinking, I, it was really dawning to me. If All I got to do is open my mind to that as being a possibility. Yes. I mean, there's other people who are already doing it. Right before I woke up, my friend Maloney Jennifer, she popped into my dream and she said, you know, Ernest Holmes owned many homes. <laughs> and then I woke up right to, after that. Oh, man. So uh, Ernest Holmes, uh, his book is called 365 Science of Mind that I'm reading from. There's a quote here that says, they that seek the Lord shall not want any good thing. And that's what it means. And when yes. we say, uh, that's not in my contract, we're really seeking the Lord. Remember, can mean law. To be in harmony with the divine law. And when we seek that first, everything else lines up. And he says, Success means a life free from the burden of anxiety, liberated from fear. Today I expect everything good to come to me, everything that is worthy of the soul I anticipate. Today I identify myself with abundance and success. I know that my destiny is divine, that my destination is certain, that the kingdom of heaven is at hand. In gratitude and with joy, I receive this kingdom into myself. Wow, that's the fine print. To is, to, what, yeah. what day was that? That's, that is November twentieth. It's called. That's success. today. That's yeah. today's reading. Yeah, for the for the those of the, for the day we're
2: recording this, it is today. Well, um, one more piece from Ponder. Piece from Ponder. How to work wonders in your life. This is another tool, folks. Oh, we're still on the Facebook Live. Oh, they shouldn't be here. We'll see you next time. Well, listen, this is from Catherine Ponder, How to Work Wonders in Your Life. And it says here, the ancients knew why spoken words are so powerful. They knew about the dynamics of sound. They knew that every spoken word has tremendous power and that by certain arrangement of words, tremendous vibratory forces can be set up in the invisible profoundly affecting substance and producing results. Yes. And she even said, you can work wonders in your life by using affirmative words. That's right. And so- this is another tool. Thank you. Or I believe in miracles, you sexy thing. Right. And when we do this,
3: we're, we're like actually using... The power of the universe to power our lives. Yes. Until then, we're like the Flintstones. We have a car with an engine in it, but we're using our own feet to, run to make the car go down the street. All right. We want to thank listeners. We love you. Thank you for tuning in, sharing the show, letting us know how you feel, how you're using these principles, any questions you have. If you ever want to join us on the air, you can mail us things at Funniest Thing, P.O. Box 1312, Culver City, California, 90232. You can also go to DarylNed.com. There's a contact form where you can email us or go to our Funniest Thing with Daryl and Ed fan page on Facebook. There's a lot of things we do on Facebook Live, and you can also communicate with us there. We want to thank the man. He's a chief engineer. Audiophile. Yeah, he's heard every single episode of Funniest Thing with Daryl and Ed, whether he liked it or not. That's true. He's handsome as the day is long. His name is Jeff Comfort.
2: And each week, he takes us right into the comfort, comfort zone. zone. Wow, oh, that was... Man, a, we love Jeff Comfort. Shout out to the prayer line. Now, this is... If you want to remember what the fine print is in your contract... Yes. And... Rein, re, and what was I going to say? Reinforce the good... In your inheritance today, then we suggest calling the prayer line 1-800-NOW-PRAY, 800-669-7729. It's been around for over 125 years. It's non-denominational. They don't expect anything from you other than to serve you. With some good affirmative prayers based on your request, tailor made.
3: Tailor made. They have an app. The letter U, the word pray. It's free at the app store. You can text text in your prayers also, or call them from the app. And uh, they're called Silent Unity, by the way. And that is the that is really what we tap into when we realize what when we say to ourselves that's not in our contract. There's always this silent unity. There's always this. The kingdom of heaven is like I, that's what really hit me about the Ernest Holmes. It's actually yeah. very practical when we really know and expect that it is here yes this isn't like something you would think as humans this would be just matter running the mill but we actually forget the good that is all around us because our head can um tell us otherwise you know so anyway so silent unity we recommend it again if you need to call I'm 800-669-7729 that brings us to the daily
2: word which was born out of silent unity to get people doing exactly what Ed and I recommend, because we've learned how beneficial it is, and that's to start your day with some sort of morning routine. Right. So the Daily Word was created as a tool through Silent Unity, so people would have a simple meditation to at least get started with each day. Right. That would help build up their prayer power and their connection with their own God within. Yes. And we both subscribe, and you could subscribe too at dailyword.com, or you could just go to dailyword.com and read the day's Daily Word absolutely free. You could go right. to our website, darylnedd.com, and it refreshes on our page, our homepage as well. Right,
3: right, right, right. Yeah, we have to go to that place within us on a regular basis to keep reminding us that it does exist within us, that it doesn't require anything outside of ourselves, and Daily Word's a great tool to help remind us of that and someone else who is a great person to help remind us of this truth is out in utah somewhere right now where she lives her name i believe she's out there her name is christina robom how are you today
0: oh guys i just have to say thank you so much for the kick up the stairs today oh, yes Uh, You you know, you're the only really few people that I trust to do that because you share so honestly. mm. You make things like so validating, like you live real life and then you share it of how you apply these tools. So I can trust you when you share this stuff when I'm in the rut to get a damn mm. good kick up the stairs.
2: That's the best compliment ever. Thank you. Actually, so that makes us similar to the uh, like Ed refers to us as the CEO of the Hair Club for Men. We're not just the CEOs; we're also a client.
3: <laughs> <laughs> uh, <laughs> that's awesome.
0: It because you use it. I mean, and and I have been in a funk this month and it's almost gotten to the point where like some of the stuff that I know that I love that I teach I'm like oh that's ridiculous mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. like when you get to that place and so having people that you trust that really apply it to bring you back is I think essential and sharing stories and mirroring
1: right
3: I agree and it also um it actually at first when I'm in that state I could totally relate me we, too we're doing you know th- Sunday truth talks at Unity or doing the show, and these things come up, and I feel so far away from it. And I think, who am I to do it? And but every time I move through it, I'm so relieved because that is the beauty of these principles is that they we say that we started saying this over the last couple years. They don't, this isn't true just because Daryl and Ed say it, and we. We practice these speeches and spiels and, you know, right. it's, it doesn't matter whether was, we wait. say it or not. It's and, it was, true. Yeah. and
2: it wasn't even – it's not even true just because Jesus said it. That's right. It's true because it's true.
3: But you know what? what? Jesus was just all, all right, right with, with me. me. <laughs> just all right. But, oh, uh, yeah. Yeah, but I really relate to what you're saying. I think the more that we practice this stuff, the more we step out boldly in the direction of, like, being – A voice for these things. We're going to have those moments, and it's so good to know that we don't have to be even experts or whatever. All we're doing, we're like the salespeople. You know, we're going door to door for God or for life for the wholeness. And uh, yeah, sometimes we need to
2: sit take a smoke break in the park. <laughs> yeah. Well, listen, I'm so glad you brought this, uh, the other side of this to the plate because you don't see Daryl and Ed in there. <laughs> there there's moments where I'm going, this is all a joke. Why am I believe it? Is this even real? Oh, man, is this real? Does this stuff really work? Like, I'll totally forget any of the experiences I have had right. which prove it's real right and i'm i'm like so i feel i feel and i'm thinking so far away from it but the best news is christina i know you know this too is that this too shall pass and once maybe even now or five minutes from now or a day from now <laughs> you're gonna be high as a kite you know or maybe you'll eat something and everything will change i know that happens for me too and all of a <laughs> sudden I'm like, I can't believe I was thinking so, like, this, this is great. My life is great. What was I thinking?
3: Right.
0: Oh, it feels so real. Yes. In yes. It's such an old practice, literal neural pathway. And right. that's my morning routine. And these practices are, like, the proactivity helps me develop new neural pathways right. that, at the very least, in these moments— Instead of that old voice shouting, there's like a little whisper in the corner now that's like, oh, like maybe there, excuse me. So at least there's maybe a whisper there with me now in that proactivity. And then hindsight is the deal for me. So I'm like, I thought that that was the end of the world. I really didn't believe any of this. That was that thing again. I feel better now. And usually my direction is like, follow what feels good Mm. because my mind is confusing Right. But I I even went to a place so confusing this month that literally believing in miracles felt unsafe. Right. Like I went I went way back. Right. Um so so even just like when I emerge, having like recollecting in the hindsight, the way you guys always tell your stories of like this is what I did and this is how it worked out, because that helps me for the next time.
3: Yeah. And it also lends credence to what you say to other people to be able to admit that because one of the things that used to kill me on this path is believing in people that said that they had reached this place and they believed it, or at least they did when they were on stage, but they made it seem like maybe you'll get there, maybe you won't. You maybe you know, like you have to have some kind of remarkable thing happen to you to be one of these people that's chosen to be up there and
2: Or if you continue to sign up for my next workshop. Of course. <laughs> Exactly,
3: but the nonsensical part of that is they get trapped in their own world too. Because I no. I've played music and I I I feel for anyone who gets trapped playing a role and then starts to think that that's who they have to be all the time. And I like Daryl and I walk that line all the time because sometimes we're like we should be you know real ministers to have our own church. But then I'm like we are real ministers. <laughs> I don't want to. There's something. Right. There can be something restrictive about I'm a minister. I should act this way oh. and I need to do. It's like. I don't know. Whatever we're doing here, Christina, and you're doing here, this is there's something so amazing and limitless about the way we're doing it that is, I wouldn't cha- I wouldn't trade it for the world, uh, except for those moments where I would. <laughs> yeah, because, but I don't.
2: <laughs> yeah, I mean, it's funny. I don't know if I should say this on here, but you're remind- <laughs> <laughs> you're reminding me of like rock stars that were they had such a definitive uh, right. characteristic, right. Like, whether it was eye makeup or something, you know, like in a certain style. his name,
3: Orbison's Glasses.
2: Yeah, well, but then there's other extremes, like, you know, the guy from The Cure still wearing the same costume, but he's my age. <laughs> it doesn't work. No. And then... The we pe- got to keep evolving. And when we pigeonhole ourselves yeah. in these, you know, um, okay, I got this down. Even if something as simple as what we're all thinking, like, I got this all together... And then we fall – then it's almost like I got to deny when I do fall off and now I can't
3: heal. I was going to say, and that's why people are so shocked. Like, I can't believe Bruce Springsteen would do that. Well, then it's like – Wait, you thought the guy that gets on stage and pretends he still works at a steel factory is a real guy? I know. This guy
2: This guy's never seen the inside of a steel factory. He's lived in mansions, has his own plane.
3: And, oh, he's one of us. Yeah, there's like 20 pairs of perfectly ripped and dusted jeans on yeah. a rack that he puts on after he gets off of the plane. You know, like, yeah. I don't want to be that. I want to be my – and I'm not saying – I mean, whatever. I, like, I don't really know Bruce Springsteen, but I'm just – for for the purpose of this example <laughs> – we don't want to get pigeonholed. We want to, I want to be my limited yes. self free to evolve and be and change and admit like I'd had to do this at work recently. I told someone, I was like, I don't want to be the guy who pretends I always know, you know, nothing this kid bo- does bothers me. I'm an advocate for him. I'm yes. like, I told the guy, are you kidding me? I woke up last night. I was like, what the F am I going to do? I don't know what to do with this kid. And he started laughing and it let both of us off the hook. But because I go through that process, otherwise I'd never come to solutions if I didn't admit I was in that place.
2: You know, what's funny. This is good because I'm realizing how mature it is to get stuck in a certain mindset. And I can give you two distinct examples now that we're on the topic of rock stars. When I was a kid, right. I was very upset when the Beatles grew beards. <laughs> it was very upsetting to me because I wanted them to remain the way that I was introduced to them. Right. And the person who kind of upset me was David Bowie because he was always changing. Right. And I was saying, wait, what <laughs> is if, this if guy? His song yeah. Changed. I was like, what is it? I don't, I don't like this. Right. But now I want to be a David Bowie. I want to have the freedom to continue to change. Yeah. I want to be the beard wearing beetle. Like right. I want to be able to continue <laughs> totally. to change and grow yeah. and change limitlessly and not be like, you know, these little, like a tagline that suits me, right you know, as my gimmick. Right. I feel that.
0: Mm-hmm. Yeah. I, I, the thing that gets me the most is that I label myself. So then I'm in it and I'm like, I shouldn't be in it. And, mm-hmm. and then the panic of like, oh my God, all these tools I usually use don't work Mhm. Not only does that not help me right now and I need help, but that makes me feel like I'm a fraud, which yes! is the pain.
2: Right, right. I'm so glad you're bringing this side of the equation to the show. Yeah, it's so, uh, yeah,
3: yep, yep, because that's where we can use this idea that's not in my contract with ourselves. I mean, that really is where all of this stuff goes down on the inside. And then, like you said, Christine and Robom, the voice is there, the answer is there. Like I was telling my wife this week, it was pretty remarkable. Like my job felt like it was swirling around because everyone around me seemed like they were going into this state of duress kind of thing. But I, somehow, I mean talking to you during the show, I, I could feel the answers formulating themselves ar- around and through all the chaos. So it, wow. I just had to take one step at a time. But I knew I, I could see. Like there was one little group, there was a one little idea out there to take. I had three kids, and they were. I was spending two hours, four days a week with those three kids. Instead, I put them all in one group, and now I'm spending one hour a day, four days a week, and I, it freed me up a, a half, an hour each day to then plan for the group. So I wasn't on this treadmill. But that answer was whispering in the background. But I had to like kind of wait till the storm calmed and then implement the the idea. And I think it's good. Daryl has like revolutionized my life in this way to realize that you're not we're not failing when our mind is doing stuff that's not in our contract. We're not failing when all this crap is coming out. We're actually that's the ride. That's where I've been. My 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 uh, co teacher Angelica was like she she goes you have the most evil laugh but i love it because it lets me know that we are in because i'll just be standing there and i'll see what we're doing and how ridiculous and and how i there's no way i could do it all and i'll just start laughing like (laughs) and i'm just standing there by myself but she knows what i mean and that's people know what we mean when we allow ourselves to be authentic about what's going on within us it's amazing that's liberating other people not some spiel or yeah. some act we put on, the, what's liberating people is, oh, we're all human and that's actually okay.
2: Yeah. You know what? You re- This came up this morning. I don't know how, but it's also the best. I mean, there's these miraculous times that now we could choose to have, which are getting a bird's eye view of ourself, an right. objective bird's eye view not the view i'm thinking in my mind at the moment right and this happened to me this morning and it reminded me of the first time it ever happened in my life and it's the first time we see somebody we know or ourselves from a very objective point of view which is very difficult to do at first until you know you start practicing a morning routine But it does happen. Um, And it happens sometimes in the most oddest times. And it happened to me the first time in my life. I was nine years old. Our mom was still living with us. And my mom was always saying, you know, my mom was always a nice person to me and my brother. I mean, she ended up leaving. She had a drinking problem. But she never said anything horrible to me and my brother, called us names or anything like my father did. She was always a kind person. I, I think she just got overwhelmed by life. Right. So it was Halloween and I was dressed as a hobo. She knew right. I was dressed as a hobo, you know, because that was my costume. When we'd go out, you know, kids yeah. then went out by themselves in groups. Right, right. And the mom stayed home and handed out the candy. Right. So my mom would set up like a little table in the front with the, you know, pumpkins and cats. and Yes. So... I go home, I sneak in the back door, Jump off, dump off my pillowcase full of candy, and I said, I'm going to trick my mom. Mm-hmm. So I take a sheet, and I made myself a ghost, you know, where there's right. just holes in the sheet. Right. So I go around to the front of the house in my empty pillowcase, Uh-huh. and I just acted like I was one of the other kids. Uh-huh. And my mom, and I, and I remember she was so nice. She told me how nice my costume. She didn't know it was me. Wow. And she was saying this to other people. Kids and I went, oh my God. I never knew my mother was that nice. Wow. I mean she was always nice. Amazing. But I was like she and it made me think she's a wonderful woman. And I never told her that. You know, that I saw her like that because, oh, you know, I was man. little. Because like, what I did was I went, I went a little few steps right, away after man. and Then I turn around, I go, it's me, Mom. Oh. And she went, oh, my God, you fooled me. That's the most
3: beautiful thing ever. You better let her know that next time you talk to her, man.
2: I will. So then this morning, I was out jumping out dumping out trash, right. and there was a guy looking at a table that someone had thrown put on the corner, right. they put on their street, you right. know, to... For someone to take right and he pulls up in a truck he's looking at walking around so i said do you need help putting that in your your truck and he goes well i'm kind of sizing it up it is a sturdy table and he goes yeah you don't mind i said no so i helped him put it in his truck and i complimented it on his old truck and then um then i took you for a walk and one of the there was a dog loose in the In The yard, right? And I out in the street, I mean. So I put my dog back and I leave with my my leash, right? I put I take that dog to its uh, home, yes. And uh, Lori says, Wow, you're such a nice man. And then I got to see myself for a minute, and I felt the same way about myself in that fleeting moment that I did about my mom,
3: right? And I went,
2: Oh, thank you, God, that's
3: amazing. I know. Dude, we need to get the Daily Word from Christina Robomb. Oh, my Robon. God. It's we fast. almost forgot. <laughs> <I'm laughs> gonna... We need to hear the Daily Word. you have it there, Christina Robomb?
0: I do. I do. And it's actually the Daily Word itself today is something that you can do when you feel really triggered and you're spiraling out. It's all about connecting to your senses and your immediate present moment. Right. So read this, just know that if this comes across as – yeah, right. Like this this was hard for me to read when I first read it cuz literally like I was looking out the window at the mountains and felt nothing. I could barely be grateful for my breath when I read this.
3: Right.
0: But these are great tools and even if you could take just one little 1% of it. Right. So today's daily word is zest. I am gleefully and gratefully alive. I can make any day extraordinary when I grab each moment with gusto and squeeze every drop of pleasure I can from it. I do this through attention and intention. I engage my senses fully. I delight in the way the sun dances on water and wind rustles the trees. I love the feel of sun on my face. I relish every bite of food, each sweet and savory sensation, I immerse myself in the dazzling array of sounds that I hear. I marvel that every breath keeps the magnificent machinery of my body alive and thriving. I bless the gift of respiration as I breathe mindfully and gratefully. I am fully present to life, aware and enthusiastic in all circumstances. I greet every day with passion, grateful to bring my zest into the world and share it freely. And the quote is, you have put gladness in my heart, from Psalm 4-7. Wow.
3: Well, listen, that's amazing. On that note, that's a perfect way to wrap the show. Yeah, thank you. Christina Robom, is there anything you're out there doing that you want people to know about before uh, we wrap up the show?
0: For any ladies that want to feel authentic and seen and heard, find me on Instagram or facebook christina Robohm. that's where we just talk about all empowering lady stuff and we're like hey this is normal and i'm cool
3: yeah
0: myself and that's empowering
3: yeah and well you're a very empowering person to be around so wait we got a quick story from you hey, hey daryl I, I mean about, about you uh, yeah. excuse me i said really about one of your friends did you hear what happened to christina Robom's friend larry
2: no what happened
3: well, apparently he recently moved to Utah from San Francisco. You know, San Francisco, that wild place up yeah. there. He wasn't paying attention once when he went to a party. So
2: what happened?
3: He got his LSD mixed up with his LDS, you know, Latter-day Saints. Uh-oh. Instead of taking a trip, he ended up on a two-year mission to Fiji. <laughs> 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 oh, my gosh. Who's that, KC from KC in the Sunshine Band? Oh, my
2: God. I got the perfect affirmation for you brothers. Well, let's sing it out. Do a a
3: little little dance. dance, Make make a little little love
2: love with with God God tonight. (laughs) With God tonight. tonight. Do a little dance. Make a little little love love with with God tonight. (laughs) With God tonight. (laughs) (laughs) Visit DarylNed.com to find easy links to everything we do. And thanks again Mm -hmm. for being a part of Funniest Mm -hmm. Thing with Daryl and Ed on Unity Online Radio. Make a little love with God tonight. With God tonight. I say it. Do a little dance. Make, Make a, a little, little love, love with God, God tonight.
1: tonight. With God tonight. Thank you for listening to The Funniest Thing with Daryl and Ed. Listen in as these unlikely saints share more real life stories of how surrendering to divine order always leads to better than expected outcomes. This program has been made possible by God through automated monthly transfers from Daryl and Ed's credit cards.
2: Thank you for listening to Unity
3: Online Radio, the voice of an awakening world.